You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Matthew 5, 13 says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savior, wherewith shall it be salt? It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast and to be trodden under the foot of me. If the church has lost its savior, if the church has lost its value of understanding what this gospel is, what good is the church? We must be sought to this. God and evil world that we live in. If our light as a church don't shine, then the world don't see anything to look forward to. Paul was letting us know that ye may be mindful of the words which we have spoken before by the holy prophets, the holy prophets, not just any kind of prophet, but these were holy men that the Spirit of God descended upon and they spake by the Holy Ghost. Knowing this, knowing this, warning comes before destruction. That there shall come in the last days, and that is where we are right now. We're living in the last days. We, there shall come scoffers. Walking after their own lust. They're going to be people's amen in the last days as we are in now in our society. They're going to be scoffers, making fun, making light of the word of God, making amen light of the church. Walking in their own lust. The society, amen, will not get better. I'm a society that we're living in, and I hate to, amen, help bring this news to you, but I'm a society that we're living in is not going to get better. Perilous time will come. Religion without God, people that's trying is to have religion without God. People that's trying to have salvation without Jesus Christ. So winning, so winning. Our test and our challenge. Our test as believers, we must preach the word of God. Preaching in season and preaching out of season. Watching all things. Be instant in season and out of season. 
Do the work in the next thing. God will preserve the church. Don't worry about it. The church is not going to be destroyed no matter how weak this world is. God's going to preserve the church. Upon this rock, he says, I will be of my church, and the very gates of hell should not prevail against it. God will deliver the church. In spite of what we may have to go through with, the Lord is going to deliver the church. And the day of the Lord will come. Jesus told us, amen, that he's coming back again. And amen, he is going to come. God is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slightly. To what extent should the church be involved with the society of mankind? That is all around. Question amen that has been debated by theologians for a long for as long as Christian church has existed. It is evidence, amen, that we must be friendly with sinners. Possess as a Christian love toward them. Now, amen, in this society that we live in, we, we, we must be friendly with sinners. We can't get to be living so holy or righteous. We don't have time here to be friendly with sinners. And when I mean be friendly with sinners, I don't mean to take on their nature. But we don't want to exclude ourselves from them in the society that we're living in. We must show the love of Jesus Christ to every mankind, regardless, amen, of what they are or who they are. Yet we must refuse to violate our belief in God and his word to please them. You can't stoop down to a sinner's level if you are a saint of God, you cannot stoop to a son of leather. How can two walk together except they agree? We're living in the last day. A sinner and a saint can't really walk together. You can be among them, but let your light shine in the midst of them. Don't darkness will shine in your life. We must blame our activity in social with our primary committed to Jesus Christ. We can do Nothing better than to 
follow the example of our master, the Lord Jesus Christ. For his faithful mingling with sinners. Yes, Jesus, he mingled with sinners. But when he was mingling with sinners, he was telling them the good news about the kingdom of heaven. Jesus was free to attend a wedding at Canaan and to eat with Sedum, such as Zacchaeus. He did not reject little children whom others thought to him Jesus was among the sinners and he was among the little children. He did not reject them. His disciples got angry with him, if you remember, and wanted to run the little children away. And Jesus said unto them, Blessed are these little ones. Otherwise, leave them alone. They are not here to do me any harm. For there is the kingdom of heaven. If you want to come to me, you must humble yourself as these little children. He was often thorough, thrown by the crowd of sinful people. And his enemies complimented him in their effort to discredit him. When they said that he was a friend of sinners, the Pharisees and Sadducees thought they were so self-righteous until they felt that they were above sinners. When our Lord and Savior was among the sinners, they, they discredited him for what he was doing. But he was spreading the love of Jesus Christ. He did not think from the publican or the harlot or even the leprosy whom sickness separated them from society. Jesus went among all kinds of peoples, and he was among them spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. He did not set himself above nobody. He didn't make himself feel like he was better than anybody. In our society, we find that in religious there are some people who think they are so highly they can't go among sinners, prostitutes, That's not the spirit of Jesus. That's not the love of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus often sought out solitary places where he could fast and pray. Sometimes all night, Jesus prayed. He delighted in talking, taking his disciples 
aside so that he could train them from the intense for the intense work that someday they would have to do. He took them aside and he trained them. When Jesus saw that solitude, he did so to strengthen himself through prayer and fasting. Every born-again believer must sometimes get away from the crowd, get away from their family, and go into a place that they can, without being bothered, so that he could return to meet the need. Let the Lord come and refill you with his spirit. When you come back to the people, you'll have something to give them. He was even conscious that his mission was to seek and to save that which was lost. That was the mission of Jesus in his society, amen, that he was to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19 and 10 will tell you. Should the church give up on preaching salvation to the people in society today? Should we give up? Because, amen, people will not hear or hear the word like we think they should. But there's a lot of ministry is falling because they're preaching. They don't see the soul coming like they should, and they're giving up. If you give up, you're losing your soul. You're not valuable to the world if you give up. If the Lord have called you as a man, a woman of God, you are the salt of the earth. You can't give up. Jesus did not, and neither can the church. Jesus didn't give up, and neither can the church. We are committed to our society. 2018, we are committed to do the will of him that has sent us amen in our society. Indeed, the church is the salt of the earth and the light of the world. All oh, we have a great responsibility as being men and women in the Lord. We must be dedicated. If we go on to praise the Lord and see what the end is going to be, you got to give up everything but Jesus. Let me encourage you to say society will not get better. This is not Dr. Moore talking. This is the word of God. Society is not going to get better. The harvest is ripe, but the labor is up to you. 
The Bible does not describe a godly society. But in the last day, we're living in the last days. Beloved, we are in the last days. Rather, it's given a clear warning. Unrighteous in society during the days immediately preceding Jesus' second coming. I'm going to ask my temple tonight is to read the scripture for me. Second Timothy three, chapter one and seven. My friend, my friend, beloved. This is now. This is now. It says, "Remember now this." Remember now this. In the last days. In the last days. There will be many troubles. There is going to be many trouble, many trouble. We're facing it every day of our life. There is going to be many trouble. Because people will love themselves. Because of people will love themselves. Love money. They're going to love money. Right. They're going to be bragging. And be proud. And they are proud. They will say evil things against others. They are going to say evil things against others. Speak abusively or blasphemy. Speak abusively and they're going to blaspheme the word of God. And will not obey their parents or be thankful. Look at it. We live in this hour. They are not going to obey their parents, and neither are they going to be thankful of what, amen, God has done for them or their parents has done for them. This is what we are facing right at this hour. Are these the kind of people God wants? Are these the kind of people that God wants? They will not love others. They will not love others. They will refuse to forgive. They will refuse to forgive. will gossip. They will gossip. They will talk about, amen, other people. And will not control themselves. And they will not control themselves. They will be cruel. Look at the meanness, amen, in our generation, even in our school, the bully, amen, people, the children is done today. They are mean, they are cruel, and they are evil. We might as well face it. It's our children, and we're living in this generation, and we're living in this time. People don't want to do right. They will hate what is good. They will hate what is good. Will turn against their friends. They will turn against their friends. And will do foolish things without thinking. And they will do foolish things without thinking. They will be conceited. They will be conceited. Will love pleasure instead of God. They will love pleasure instead of God. And will act as if they serve God. And they will act as they but they will not have his power. Stay away from those. They will have a form of godliness. They will go to church. They will look like they think. They will act like they think. But they are not. 
But the Bible said, stay away from these people. Some of them go. Some of them go. Some of them go into homes and get out of control. And get control of silly women. And control of silly women. Who are full of sin. Who are full of sin. And are led. And are led. By many evil desires. And are led by many evil desires. That's 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 6. Uh, 6, amen. Love of, of self. Oh, my God, we're living in the last days. In the last days, selfishness will appear more stronger than before. We're looking at it, church. We are looking at it. Man will assist that he is his own small D-O-D. Man will assist that he his own God. He don't need capital D-O-D. We're living in a time now, man thinks that he don't need a superior being. He, amen, he's thinking that, amen, he can manage without, amen, God. But I'm going to tell you, young people, you cannot manage without God. But that's what you think. You don't need God. So the man thinking, so is he. And will embrace the truth. The doctrine of society, of humanity. They will embrace the truth, but they won't live the truth. They will aim and embrace the doctrine of humanity with its situation, its existence will be the Philosophy undergirling of worshiping ourselves. They going to listen, amen, to people that don't have the spirit of the law. They, amen, want people, amen, uh, these people, amen, will abandon godly pursuit of truth. They don't, they're going to, amen, lead truth. They don't want truth. We're living in that hour right now. The majority of people do not want truth. They'll go to church or they'll go to certain churches, but they won't they don't want truth. And they will hide ungodly teachers. They'll find somebody, amen, that is ungodly, just like them, is a priest to them, and tell them what's going on in society. Not what the real word of God is saying. They will heed to themselves, teachers, having engineers, according to Second Peter 4 and 3. Give me somebody that feed me like I want to hear. Don't tell me what I cannot do 
of what God say I can't do. We live in, in such a society like this. We live in perilous times. Covenants, false accusers, cover things that don't belong to them. False accusers, along with selfishness, will come covenants. The desire to have what belongs to other neighbors. Just come in and take what you have. Cover your spirit. Cover your land. Cover your house. That's the kind of spirit that we have in our generation. When the monetary system failed, people were rushed to take advantage of others. Or when the system, amen, of money go to failing, they are rushed to take advantage of other people. They don't care how they step on you, how much debt they can put you in, just so they, amen, can crawl over you and put you under their feet. Misfortune to acquire the possession. They think that possession will give them happiness and security. We're living in a society today, amen, the devil got the majority of us food. Long, amen, as we think we got security, we we happy, amen, we don't think about Jesus. We think we can make it on our own. False hope. Jesus referred to this false of security in the parable of the foolish farmer who thought that he had nothing to worry about because he had good laid up for many years. Here it is, Jesus had blessed the man. He was a farmer. And he had much good, amen, he was very prosperous, and he didn't worry about anything because, amen, he had things to take care of him for many years. He forgot God. He wasn't looking at the Lord whole death, I mean life and death in his hands. He thought that he was going to continue to live. However, Jesus concluded first, amen, to this false sense of security in the problem of the foolish farmer who thought that he had nothing to worry about because he had goods laid up for many years. However, Jesus concluded 
Beware of covenants. For a man's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possesses. Beware of covenants. Your life don't consist in the things that you have. You can have everything today. And the Lord can come and snatch everything from you today. If you going to have, amen, treasures, you ought to put your treasures up in heaven where nobody can come and steal them. Find that in Luke chapter 12 and 15. God answered to the rich fool. Is a warning to those who cover in these last days? God is talking to, amen, you out there is coming in the last days. You think you've got security? You don't have to worry about nothing. Don't be like this farmer. He says, thou fool. Thou soul shall be required of thee. Or you think you got it made because you got your monetary thing, you got amen, your material thing all around you. You can go on lavish vacations that amen, you can just walk on little men. God said, Thou fool. Thou fool this night. This night, thou soul. Shall be, quite, shall be required of thee. I'm going to take your soul. I'm going to take your soul. So don't get caught up with covenants. Don't get caught up. Don't be, don't be so greedy that you'll hurt other folks, walk all over other folks, amen, just to make your life better. Then those shall these things be which thou hast provided. God will take things away from you. Remember the earth is the Lord and the fullness is thereof. Everything we have, the Lord lends it to us. It don't belong to you no way. But we got amen. We live in these days. The world is not getting any better. We got boasters. We got proud people in this world. We got people, they may think they're so much better than other people. Well, I'm going to give you a word that you are not better than nobody else. I'm no better than nobody else. A man should not think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Since the devil and the Antichrist are boasters, the devil is a boaster and the Antichrist is a boaster. It should not surprise us that those under their influence in the last days will exhibit their pride by boasting. If you are under the spirit of the Antichrist and you are under the spirit, amen, of the devil, which is your father, you're going to be just like him. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. You don't belong to me. You're not my children. Isaiah 14 and 
13, Daniel 7, and 25. The worshiping of self involves extravagant one accomplishment. It is a sign of rebellious against God. People are rebelling against God. In this hour that we are, amen, living in now, people is rebelling. They are rebel. They don't want to be obedient. They are rebelling against God. And rebellious become convincing that they are able to defy God and get away with it. Amen. Rebellion say, amen, I can do what I want to do. I'm my own God. I'm my own master. They think that they can defy God and get away with it. Listen, the eyes of the Lord is in every place beholding the good and evil. You can't get away with it. God's arm is not too short that he can't box you. We're living in the last day. This is what we are facing in the last day. Man has always tried to exalt himself. The story of the Tower of Abram in Genesis 11 reveals an early community that decided to build a tower to make a name for themselves. The world, amen, people that's trying to build, amen, a tower there, amen, is to make a name for themselves. Not the name of Jesus, not the name of God, but, amen, they're trying to build a tower that will make a name for themselves. They want to exalt self. They want to be able to say, look, and look what I have done. They want the praise for themselves. You know the story of the Tower of Babylon. God allowed them to get so far because all of them at first had one mind. And when you have a group of people that have one mind, you can do some mighty things. Their language. However, their plan was frustrated when God confounded their speech. He prevented mankind from completing his rebellious project. And the Lord, amen, is not going to let man get away with what he's trying to do today. God is going to prevent man of his project. Man is trying to rule the world. But God didn't put him down here to rule it like he's trying to rule it. Adam lost dominion when he said, be rebellious against the Lord. Disobedient to Pam. Disobedient to Pam. God knows, amen, disobedient to him and unthankful. 
Amen. What are we raising today, amen, when, when, when we say we're raising our children? Disobedience to parents unfaithful. The society of the last days will also be characterized by a spirit of disobedience. Can you feel it? Can you see it? All you have to do is look around you. All the character, amen. Of our time right now, amen, with our young people is a spirit of disobedience, and not all of them, amen. Bless their heart. We got some sweet children. But then we got some disobedient children. Disobedient with their families, amen. It's in the family. In the family. When you got, amen, family problems, you have a serious problem. And the devil can't help you. Jesus is the only somebody that can come in and help you when you have a family problem. The structure and a, a general attitude of unthankfulness. They, amen. They, they got a structure of a, a general attitude of unthankfulness. Don't appreciate nothing that you do for them. You don't work all your little life. Save all that you basically could save and give unto them, and they don't show any kind of appreciation back. And again, that's not all of them. God knows it's the majority of them. And don't mess around and get old. And you don't have something. It is so, amen, ironic in this last name. They, they say you don't live long enough. We want to just take what you have because it belongs to us anyway. Oh, we live in a rotten generation. Unthankful. Of course, like the likeness the lack of obedience and of being thankful, a logically outcome of self-worship. They worship their own self. They want to be their own God. That's all. If a man come to believe that he is his own God. Amen. Man, believe, amen, that he is a small G-O-D, his own God. What well, if you believe you are, amen, a small God, that means you don't need no other God. You don't want no other God telling you what to do. That's how back with the devil that got humanity, amen, what we're living in right now. then they should be listening to anyone else or be grateful to others, even to their parents. They ain't going to be going to listen to nobody else or grateful to anybody else. Beloved, study the word of God for yourself. We, we live in a, it's a dangerous time. Unfortunately, society has already taken a giant slice towards 
destroying authority in the home. Society done took a, a giant step in there by trying to destroy authority in the home. Parents don't really have authority in the home anymore. Reason, court rules, undermine the authority of the parents to discipline or teach their children according to the principle laid down in the word of God. The courts are stepped in. They are the authority in your home. I'm quite old enough to remember, amen, that my mother and my father used to be the authority in our home. The court, amen, couldn't say anything, but now the court will step in. And they are the authority in our home. They tell you how to raise your children. And if you don't raise them, raise your children according to, amen, their rules and their regulations, you will be put in prison, or you will have to pay a fine. Ensuring you this against you. It is through the discipline of bodily parents that children learn respect for authority. That's how children learn respect for authority through godly parents, teaching them and instructing them, amen, in the ways of righteousness. But amen, they're taking that away from the house. Failing to teach respect through discipline will create a whirlwind of rebellion. What do we have now? We got a whirlwind of rebellion all over the world. All over the world, we got a, a whirlwind of rebellion. Lawlessness. No respect for nobody. And disobedience in society. They don't care anymore. But is the church going to give up? Or do we have a job to do? Are we the salt of the earth? Regardless of any man, how bad it looks, how evil it is, the church must stand up like never before. The church must stand and cry loud and spare not. Lift us the voice of the Lord like a trumpet. Undisciplined children tend to be rebellious against not, not only parents and other persons in authority, but also under God. Disobedient children don't care amen, who they disrespect. It was a time you could talk to our children. It was a time, amen, they respected you as a man or a woman, and you could talk to them. But now, amen, they have got so bold. They ask you, what are you looking at? Or who do you think you are? Unfortunately, 
until fear has gripped the hearts of many of the older people. They see things and they hear things, but they're afraid to speak them. But they also, amen, have fear against God himself. My time, beloved, I'm going to have to stop tonight on this. I want to, amen, get back on this subject tonight, committing to society. This is Dr. Moore along with the staff tonight. God bless you. I love you tonight. And thank you, amen, for hearing the word of God. And everyone, call in next week. He'll be back so he can talk a little bit more on this topic again. So just call him in next week. He'll be back. God bless you and good night, everybody. Until next week, I'll see you in church on Sunday. Bye-bye.